Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. to the book of 2 Kings today, chapter number 4, 2 Kings chapter number 4, and pardon me as I read uh, a pretty lengthy portion here, praise God. Um, so all you platform staff can go down, Sister Wendy, just stay till I'm finished, y'all can go on down, amen. <clears throat> I may appreciate our praise team. And our musicians, give them a great big hand. If you don't think it has an impact, what what goes on in church is, then you you haven't sit in a car with Ruby on a trip going to Walmart or someplace, and she says, play Reckless Love. Again. Again, praise God. So thank y'all for that. Second Kings chapter four and verse number eight. And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem. And there was a great woman. And she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God that passeth by us continually. Let's make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall. Let us set for him there a bed and a table and a stool and a candlestick, and it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on a day that he came thither and he turned into the chamber and lay there. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto him, say unto her, behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. What is to be done for thee? Wouldest thou be spoken for to the king or the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. And he said, What then is to be done for her? Gehazi answered, Verily, she hath no child, and her husband is old. And he said, Call her. When he had called her, she stood in the door, and he said, About this season, According to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. Her response is very interesting. She said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thy handmaiden. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father, to the reapers. And he said unto his father, My head, my head. And he said to a lad, Carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat 
on her knees till noon, then died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. She called unto her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses that I may run to the man of God and come again. Let's jump down to verse 36. And he called Gehazi and said, Call the Shunammite. So he called her, and when she was come in unto him, he said, Take up thy son. Take up thy son. And when she went in and fell at his feet and bowed herself to the ground and took up her son and went out. Took up her son and went out. Today, with the help of the Lord, I want to just simply preach on, on reckless, being reckless. There is a way, I believe, to keep your dream alive. Amen. And that's what we're going to look at this morning, reckless. Lord, we love you today. We thank you, God, for this chance that we have, Lord, to worship you. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, for your power. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this day that you have created. Lord, I pray that you would help me serve my gift to the best, Lord, that I can. I need your anointing, Lord. Uh, touch each and every heart, but Lord, would you move upon me? In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let everybody say amen. Turn around to two people and tell them I'm about to get reckless. Destiny, destiny is not determined by chance. Your purpose does not happen by accident. There are some people that win the lottery, but you look at the history of those folks and the vast majority of them are broke within a few years. Circumstance does not dictate your future. Neither is destiny governed by failure. While your purpose and my purpose are in the hands of the Almighty God, it is essential that you and I add the ingredients of activity and persistent faith to that. What sometimes we see as obstacles and what we see as opposition is often just simply God saying, don't quit, don't give up, never stop, never give in. I believe we're living in a day of a quitter spirit where there are those that just want to throw the towel in, quit living for God, quit uh, pursuing a dream that they believe is God-given. It's not because that our society is lazy. It's not because that we lack opportunity. I do believe it is because that we are often just quitting, just shy of our answer. I believe that God is calling his people to be relentless. I believe that he wants us to be relentless in our pursuit of our dream. If we're going to receive what God has for us, we must have the unrelenting 
desire and the unrelenting passion to go after it, amen, and see what God will do for us. Somebody say, stay at it. Sometimes we, 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 we persevere because we have no other option but to persevere. Sometimes we fight because we're backed into a corner. Amen. It's not that you haven't thought or fantasized or dreamed of giving up, but something inside of you says, I can't give up. I can't quit. I can't throw the towel, amen, in the ring. I've got to keep on going regardless of how I feel, regardless of how it looks, regardless what is going on around me. Paul said it like this, forgetting those things that are past and reaching forward. I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling, amen. In this hour, if, we, if we're going to ever get anything from God, if we're going to step into our destiny, if we're going to step into our dream, then we've got to to be relentless. <coughs> the Bible here says it fell on a day that Elisha passed to Shunem where was a great woman. What an amazing statement. A great woman. This was a woman that, that, that permeated something of special quality and character. Thank God for great ladies. Hallelujah. Can we give the great ladies in the house a hand clap? <clears throat> Where would we be today without great ladies? We find that I believe when you look at her life, <clears throat> she was great not because she was just wealthy or because she was successful. She was more than a high society type. She was great because she had a connection with God. Amen. God said she was great. And if God calls you great, then my friend, you are truly, truly great. <clears throat> she is great because she has a great capacity for the things of God. God is attracted to people today who have a large capacity for him. Amen. God has no interest, amen, to fill a part of our life. He wants us to be filled our life completely with him. Great people are people who don't cave in. They don't just quit. Amen. He says, I think she's a great woman. She was great because she valued the word of God. She constrained the man of God to bring the word of God into her home. <clears throat> the Bible says she constrained him to come in. That means she literally seized him. She by strength, by influence, by courage reached out and pulled him in. She made room for the messenger of the word of God. Therefore she made room for the word of God. She blessed the Lord by blessing his man. And therefore she was called great. Great. In Matthew chapter 10 and verse 41 it says, He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Amen. The way you treat the man of God is going to impact how you get what you get from the word of God. Amen. Let me, let me, just, let me just be very clear about this. The Lord said to the disciples, when you go into a place and if they receive you, bless them. If they don't, 
dust, knock the dust off of your feet and go on. It's important how you are receptive, not just to the word of God, but to the man of God. And so she was a great woman because she perceived that he was the man of God. Every time the man of God came by, she stopped him. Come in, have some fried chicken. Every time the man of God was close by, come in. I got a cherry cheesecake for you. <clears throat> come in. I got, I got some mashed potatoes and gravy for you. I got some bacon and sausage. Do I have to go on? She said to her husband, I know that this man who often comes our way is a holy man of God. Let's make a room for him. Let's put it in a bed and a table, a chair and a lamp for him that when he comes, he can be constrained to come and stay with us. We find that during this season, Elisha wanted to, to bless this Shunammite woman. So he says to his servant, Call her and ask her these questions. What do you want? How can I bless you? You've fed me. You've, you've put me a place to stay. You've taken care of me. You've had compassion for the man of God, and you've blessed the man of God. I want to bless you. What is it that you need? Amen. And he says, would you like for me to talk to the king? Do you have a civil problem? I can go directly to the king. I've got access to the king. I'll help you with a civil problem. Do you have a military problem? I'll go to the captain of the host. I'll talk to the captain of the host for you. Do you need military assistance? You got a problem with the neighbor? You got an issue whether it's civil or military? I've got direct access for those that can help you. And she said, I dwell among my own people. I don't have any quabbles with my neighbor. I don't have any issues with my neighbor. I don't have any issues with my family. I'm not at war with anybody. I dwell with my own people. I'm getting along with everybody. I'm not bitter. I'm not upset. She was a great woman. She doesn't, she could have very quickly take advantage of an opportunity here. She could have manipulated for her, her own advantage. She didn't have a hidden advantage agenda. She didn't have a desire to please just herself. She's saying in essence I didn't build a room so you could do something for me. I built a room so you could be blessed. I didn't bless you to receive recognition. I just simply blessed you. I didn't feed you to promote my self interest. I wanted to take care of the man of God. And so he says to Gehazi isn't there something else that this woman needs? And he said she is barren and doesn't have a child. She does not have a child. And I don't know why you had to throw this in there, but the husband is old. She don't have a child and the husband's old. So Elisha says, bring her in and tell her this. Next year, about the same time, according to the course of life, she's going to have a son. And her response was this, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. Don't talk to me about that. You know why I believe she's saying this? She's saying this because I've been dreaming for a long time. I wanted a boy for a long time. I've dreamed about it. I've got the bassinets and I've got the clothes and I've got everything in place. i got a nursery somewhere already planned. I've, I, don't, don't talk to me about that because I've buried my dream. 
dream. I've quit. My husband's old after all. Amen. I've just let my dream die. So don't try to revive my dream. We understand in the biblical sense, but also in our sense, when they speak of children, it speaks of future. It speaks of destiny. Children are given to parents to be their legacy, their namesake. Amen. And quite frankly, their eventual support. Y'all hear me, children? She was a great woman, but she didn't have a great future. She had buried her dream. Amen. She had buried her dream. She sure she wanted a child. Sure she would like to have children, but she had been barren for so long that she had ached of the stream. There was agony inside of her. And if you've never been in a situation where there has been barrenness in your family, amen, you don't know the pain that goes along with it. No doubt she had tried countless times to have a child, amen, but it never happened to her. This great woman with great capacity for compassion and experiencing the things of God, amen, had a deep heart ache that was hurting her because her expectations were not met met failure after failure month after month anguish after anguish year passed after year passed and now the man of God says listen next year about this time you're going to have a son amen and all of a sudden her heart begins to feel a little light begin to come in oh don't tell me that don't get my expectations up amen because in her heart her destiny had already died she had stopped dreaming she had stopped Stop hoping. She had stopped planning. She had stopped preparing. Amen. She even had no doubt stopped weeping over her destiny. Maybe it wasn't meant to be for her, but now she hears the word from the man of God. According to the time of life about this season, you're going to embrace a son. Wow. Then the Bible says she did have that son. It goes in to say, after the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father, to the reapers. He went to work in the field. And he said unto his father, my head, my head. And he said to a lad, carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. No doubt this had, boy had already become a teenager because we would, we would say teenager but they would say adult. Here now in her arms is her dream. Here now she is carrying what she had once nurtured, once uh, fed and clothed and cared for and birthed and now she's watching as that dream is dying within her arms. Can you imagine the emotion? She didn't want the dream in the first place because she didn't want failed expectation. And so now she had a son. She raised him for years, fed him, birthed him, took care of him, and now he is on her lap as she sees him die. Oh, 
how sad that moment must have been how horrible that must have been amen to feel like now I don't have a future now I don't have anybody in my legacy now I don't have any children to continue the family business what am I going to do for my baby is dying my baby is dying amen I want to tell you dread and doubt no doubt filled her heart her expectations again are dying amen but let me just tell you there was something that this woman had that also made her great and that was she was relentless I've been pastoring for quite a few years and there were several things they told me before I began pastoring you you don't preach about one is mother, uh, money, and the other is children. You, you know, I followed that real good, didn't I? <laughs> don't preach about it. But I have come to realize this, is that you don't want to mess with a mama whose baby is in need. You don't want to mess with a mother whose baby is in a situation that she's defending him. That she is standing there taking a position of authority as a mother and begins to say, there's something I've got to do. While there were those looking on, a man, she's watching with tears, no doubt, falling down her face. And the onlookers and the doctors and the paramedics and the family and the news channel and everybody is saying, it's over. It's done. It's time to plan the funeral. And the son is now dying in her arms. Amen. <laughs> oh, you know what she no doubt would say? Don't tell me how to mourn. Don't tell me how to give up. Don't tell me how to quit because it ain't over. It is not over just yet. I might be weeping right now. Amen. But I'm still going to hold on to the fact that there is a miracle waiting for me. She went up and laid him in the bed of the man of God and shut the door on him and went out, took her dead son, laid him on the bed of the man of God. And she called her husband and said, send me, I pray thee, an Uber and let me get out to the man of God. Give me a taxi, give me a young man and a donkey. Amen. This mother it carries her, her grown boy to the prophet's quarters and lays her dead dream on the prophet's bed. What does this mean? Amen. This is a person I want to tell you I want to be around. This is one person that said I'm not just laying this in a casket right now. I'm laying this in a place that I've got some hope. I've still got hope. Amen. She laid her son in the prophet's bed and begins to run towards the prophet. Amen. And so as she went to, to find him she 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 heard her husband say it's not new, new new moon or the sabbath it's not time to go get the prophet and she looked at her husband and said it is well it shall be well hallelujah she's saying listen i'm not worried about protocol i'm not worried about whether it's the right time i'm not worried about whether i got everything just right i've got a dream that's laying there dying and I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to do something about it. I said, I'm going to do something about it. They saddled the ass, and she said to the servant, drive and go forward. I love this. Slack night 
from writing except I bid thee. You just put the pedal to the metal and you just go until I tell you that it's too fast. So she went and came to the man of God to Mount Carmel and it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off and he said to Gehazi's servant, Behold, yonder is that Shunammite? Run now, I pray thee, to meet her and say unto her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with the husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, It is well. I like this, mama. I said, I like this mama. That's the kind of mama I want to be around. That's the kind of church person I want to be around. It is well. I'm all right. Amen. Gehazi, you're a good man, but I need to see the man of God. Hallelujah. She bypassed Gehazi and wanted to get to the man of God. She came to the man of God to the hill. She caught him by the feet, but Gehazi's about to thrust her away, and the man of the Lord said, leave her alone. Her soul is vexed within her. Amen. She is up upset and still saying it is well she's crying and still saying it is well hallelujah she is weeping and still saying it is well and then Elisha went to the house and he came to where the child was dead the Bible says was dead upon his bed and he went then and shut the door upon him upon them too and prayed unto the Lord and he went up and laid upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth and his eyes upon his eyes and his hands upon his hands and he stretched himself upon the child and the flesh of the child waxed warm then he returned and walked in the house to and fro and went up and stretched upon him and the child sneezed seven times and the child opened his his eyes and he called Gehazi go get the woman go tell the Shunammite woman to come here amen take up your son and she went and took him up hallelujah I want to tell you there's something that is very important I believe in this text and that is your dream may not happen like you think as the woman she said don't tell me I'm going to have a baby because she had given up on that but God had another plan your dream your issue your situation may not turn out like you had thought and then when you go on in your life and it looks like your dream had died it may not turn out to be exactly what you thought but the thing you and I must do is be relentless in our faith don't give up in the face of adversity don't give up when everything is falling apart around you when it looks like that this is not going to work out like you thought you can say my dream's still not going to die as long as there's breath in me my dream's going to keep living on hallelujah (laughs) praise the Lord praise the Lord I preach this to you personally Because it works in your personal life. But I want to talk to you about our church. I believe in our church that there has been prophecy. There has been words. There has been people say, revival's coming. We're going to have a move of God. Revival's coming. 
Amen. We've heard the prophecies from my dad. We've heard the prophecies from uh, 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 Brother Wilkes. We've heard the prophecies uh, even just last week, uh, amen, from Brother Atkins. Uh, and it's almost come sometimes it gets to the place because it doesn't look like we can see what we think we ought to see. We almost say, oh, don't say anymore. Don't say anymore because we've been doing about it. We've been talking about this for days and we've been talking about it for months and, and we've been talking about it for years. And th there's just no use to talk about it anymore. There's no use to talk about all those that we're going to see baptized in Jesus' name. There's no use to talk about those that's going to get the Holy Ghost in these altars. There's no use to talk about that family member coming to the Lord. Are these prodigals ever coming back to God? Hey, we've been praying over that for a long, long time. We've dreamed about it and we've thought about it. Oh, please, please don't prophesy another prophecy to me. I can't take it. But I want to tell you that even if the dream looked like it dies, if there is some relentless faith in the people of God they can even resurrect something that has died they can even resurrect something that has even gone past its time because they've decided I am going to be relentless <laughs> I'm going to be relentless relentless faith says where there's death, I'm going to keep believing. God can resurrect it or he can give me a new one. He can do it his way, his time. He'll do it. Revival doesn't happen with wishy-washy wishing. Well, I hope it happens. Revival doesn't happen by folding our hands and going through the same motion over and over again. Play in church in the same way. Hallelujah. Tonight going to be part two, but you need to come tonight because I got something from the Lord for you. But it's about having church according to God, what God wants. It's about being what God wants. And I believe what God is wanting in your life and my life right now is to be relentless. Relentless in our worship, regardless of how we feel, regardless of what looks. I'll just lay it in the in the bed with the man of God and watch the miracle happen. Amen. In His time, in His way. Oh God, I still believe it. Oh God, I still believe it. How about the grandmother that prayed for twenty years for her grandson to be saved? How about that husband that prayed for his wife when it looked like that she was never going to be saved? How about that wife that prayed for that husband? Or that grandparent that prayed for that daughter. Or that whoever it is, you have to be willing to be relentless. Don't give up. Don't give up. We can have a dreaming stage and a wishing stage and a hoping stage for our miracle. But I believe God wants us to keep pushing till it happens. I realize December's usually a time where everybody's going here and there and we got Christmas parties. Why can't we have revival in December? 
Why can't we have somebody baptized in December? Why can't we have somebody filled with the Holy Ghost in December? Amen. <laughs> Our God's not a respecter of year or time or our season. Why not have revival? One of the greatest revivals that I was ever a part of in my life was in West Virginia in 1978, right there in the middle of that blizzard. For, for three straight weeks, every night, we saw people get the Holy Ghost. Save one night. We had to take an off night because of the storm. Amen. Somebody got saved. Saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, even though it was below zero outside. Snow up to your hip. Amen. I want to tell you, it's time to believe that God can answer. Is it well? Yes, it's well. Is it well here at MPC? Yes, it is well. Hallelujah. Are we having? Yeah, we are. God is moving, but I'm going to be relentless. Relentless. I'm going to be relentless. Would you stand with me, please? I think it is time to be relentless in our love for the Word of God. One thing that I was so blessed to see at NYC, at a youth conference nonetheless, is the continuity and the cohesiveness of the messages preaching doctrine. Doctrine. Truth. 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 We need a relentless love for truth, for the word of God, and also a love to take care of God's messengers. Take care of God's messengers. We need to be a, a kingdom mind and community where it's not about me and this. And Do you need to go speak to the king? Do you need to go speak to the captain, the host? No. No, it's, it's well. It's good. It's all good kingdom-minded with humility is what we've got to be relentless about. Relentless about not giving up. We need to ask ourselves this question, church. What, what kind of church do I really want? Then we need to stop and say, Lord, now what kind of church do you want? What kind of church do you want? What kind of difference does the Lord want me to make in my community? What kind of difference does God want our church to make in our community? How can we better invest and care for those that are around us? Providing hope and changing their lives. Is there anybody here that says, you know what, I'm not going to base my relentlessness on feelings or emotion, fad or trend, just on a desire to see God keep my dream alive. We must be relentless. Don't give up. We must be uncompromising in our passion. Uncompromising in our passion. Oh God. Hallelujah. Is there anybody here in the day that, that just simply says with pastor, I'm just coming forward this morning as a sign I'm not giving up, but I'm going to be relentless. As a sign I'm still believing. I'm still trusting for the miracle in my destiny, the miracle in my future. I'm still believing. I'm still going to trust. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Relentless. Relentless. Pursuing. Praying like never before. Believing. Trusting God. He's with me. He's going to help me. 
I'm going to get through this victoriously. I'm going to see the hand of God in my life. Oh, hallelujah. Gehazi's doubt dissuade you. Don't let Gehazi's lack of vision get you distracted. Believe God. It's still well. It is still well with my soul. God's still in control. God's still able. He still sits on the throne. Hallelujah. He can turn things in my life for his good. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I praise you today. Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com.